I think it was John Muir, a Scottish American naturalist, who said that going outside is really going inside. We have the opportunity to explore our internal landscape while exploring nature. I think nature has always been inside and we as humans, through our disconnection from nature and ourselves, are outside outside of the one true world of nature. Being with this mountain, loving this mountain, I feel as if I'm being allowed back inside. Hello and welcome, welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Cherie Mack. The Earth Sea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in the environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour, our stories our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. Thank you. Hi, hi. Welcome back to another episode of the Earth Sea Love Podcast. And this episode is with Tammy Shaka. And um, Tammy works out in Atlanta, Georgia. And we spend a lot of time in the beginning here talking about spring because we did record this in March and how there was an upswell of energy at the prospect of spring, maybe getting out a bit more. And we're bringing you this and we are sort of like midsummer now. Maybe that energy has tapered off a little bit, but me personally, I'm so, I was going to say looking forward to summer, 
but really summer's with us now and i'm trying really my best to enjoy these summer months resting taking a break from social media if you haven't noticed and um doing a lot of reading and writing and definitely leaning into my slow practice so i wish i wish the same for you that you can actually find some space in your days weeks and months to rest enjoy your family get out there maybe and explore nature more tammy is an outdoor experience guide and we talk a lot about that connecting to nature um her identity on instagram is going out to go in um and we explore what that means and we had that little snippet at the beginning of this show where I feel that nature is inside. Yeah, it is inside us, but actually it's the inside world and we as humans are floundering on the outside because of that disconnection from nature, ourselves and each other and going to nature going into nature something that this whole podcast is about um because once you allow yourself to go into nature um you open up yourself to a whole heap of feelings you do you have to be vulnerable of course but it just reminds you of everything that you're missing out by not being connected to your body, not being connected to your feelings. And um, yeah, and this is, you know, the main thing that we do explore in this episode. So enough of me, let's get into it. Welcome to Tammy's episode and welcome back to the Earth Sea Love podcast. Thanks for being here. Bye for now. such a joy to have you here so thank you kindly well thank you so much for um the invite i i welcome and relish any opportunity i can talk about nature and community and those things so thank you very much for even considering me cool cool find out where are you in the world and can you see nature at this moment outside your window are you experiencing spring I absolutely, I am in Atlanta, Georgia, which is the prettiest city in the world, I think, well, in the United States, I'll say, to experience spring. And I, um, I could not spend my days if I were not in direct view of nature. So I have the most gigantic picture window facing my desk. So, um, and this is my little office where I work most of the day. So I am in constant view of nature. I couldn't have it any other way. And it is, we are in the throes of spring here and it's glorious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been enjoying seeing, you know, I think maybe it was just your last post, the idea of like, um, was it that you said you can cut all the flowers that you want? Um, spring is sprung, man. It's coming. We can't it's actually coming. hold it back, you know? And um, that's so sort of like mirrored the way I've been feeling lately because I've been wintering hard 
for this beginning of the year but like mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it when we we got into March I felt this quickening in my blood and it's almost like you know that the shifting in the energy and, absolutely um, I'm, I mean my word is slow so I am doing <laughs> things at a slower pace than usual and I'm, I'm it's almost this tension between within my body of um wanting to remain slow because slow has nurtured me and um, sustained me you know through all that we've been through and then there's that urge of like okay what's going to happen you know they can feel that mm-hmm. excitement bubbling bubbling how about yourself I mean is spring a, a favorite season of yours I don't think you could have phrased that or described that more perfectly for what I, I literally have been living the last couple of weeks. It's, um, I, I am, um, it's been a journey for me to learn to embrace winter, but when I did, I, I, um, really, um, have, um, I took myself into those spaces and particularly coming out of the year where that we're kind coming out of, I have wintered hard as well. So, um, and I think just as a, you know, collective, we've kind of been forced to do that in some ways, even, you know, um, factions of us that may not have naturally done that. So I think we're, we were all kind of in that space, but, um, just collectively in the air there is like you said that quickening where it's just like there's something on the breeze that just has you just I don't know if it's hope or what the feeling is but it is so jubilant and it's so light and it is just everywhere so I have been enjoying spring so much and I know like you said there is that desire to for us to or, or that reticence, I guess, on our part to go slow, like, you know, we're, we're coming out of such an unknown and unprecedented type of season. It's like, oh, we should go slow. We can't go too fast. I know we're anxious to all get out, but I am just so happy to even when I go out and I see people starting to, you know, go out a little bit further, or do a little bit more. I'm so excited to see people just getting out and enjoying that and, and, and that collective energy that's out right now. So I have really been enjoying it. I'm enjoying seeing everybody enjoy foraying out just a little bit farther and doing a little bit more. So I, I, it, I am really enjoying it in a unique way this year. Spring is always lovely here, but this year feels especially poignant because yeah. of, you know, the year we're coming out of. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally chime with that because yeah. we're, we're recording this and it's 23rd of March here and yours, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, it marks the year of when we went into the official lockdown in, mm-hmm. in the UK. Um, so, um, today's been declared a day of reflection about that year um mm-hmm. and to, there's, there was a um a minute silence I think at 12 to remember those who had passed and those who you know and also to to give respect to people who have survived in a sense that idea of that spring is here feels so much more this year and I think it's because maybe there was that fear and thought that we wouldn't get to this point right you know, because we're right. 
that we've come out of. And I don't want to say dark times because I don't like the use of those terms in a negative way, dark and black, etc. But we've come mm -hmm. out of traumatic, turbulent and un unknown or un right sort of times so yeah I can see how spring is so much for more full of hope this year yeah yeah so yes, that you know what, what you were saying and and a collective that collective upswell of energy and stretching our legs more and, and getting out there and I was just out this morning and the number of people who said good morning to me mm -hmm. and that is a yes. marked change you know actually yes. ma making contact eye contact with me and saying good morning with a smile <laughs> and, right. and you know I live in a predominantly white area I know that looks upon me have been hostile or mm -hmm. or stares even but I just and it could also be I'm so also reflecting back a, a sunnier disposition as well. Yeah. <laughs> so that could be coming into it. Anyway, I'm wittering on here about spring. Right. Tammy, you're the but guest. No, that, that is such an excellent point because, I mean, ultimately we're all just mirrors of, of one another. So if you are, even if that is all it is, that they're reflecting back to you, your sunny disposition, well, you know, wonderful. Then that's yeah. then that's that's a, a gift and a treasure within itself. So, yeah. thank you. Let that be that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So we met on Instagram, and it's your handle is going out to go in, and I mm -hmm. love I love that. And could you just explain what you mean by by that term, going out? to go in well I think it uh, it I was drawn to that uh, handle or that phrase because it literally defines or describes how I my journey back to myself in, in a nutshell um, I was um, I'm a runner by nature so I spent a lot of years pounding the pavement and I had a very close friend of mine who said, you know, why don't you try trail running with me one day? And she took a group of us out and I thought running in the woods, like, what is that? No, you know, black people don't do that. <laughs> so, um, so she took us out and it, I just like fell in love. It was like a, a, a homecoming of some sort that I didn't even know I uh, to a place I, I don't recall of having been but it was such a sense of um peace and completeness and home that I just I fell in love with that and I couldn't understand the draw like I I'd always been super scared of everything like I, I grew up with a, a parent who was um uh, had anxiety so there, there, there was all the things that came with that so I was always really um sheltered and, and scared of everything so I was like why am I drawn to nature and to trails and to the woods and to the mountains and um so it was a really I was very it struck curiosity in me for a long time. I was like, what is this? I don't, what am I supposed to do with this? I, you know, I want to be in the, from that day forward, I wanted to be in the trails, in the woods, in the mountains. And um, I, you know, fast forward a few years, 
not even a few years, um, shortly thereafter, I went through some various uh, personal issues with my mom, you know, moving into elder, um, her elder years and experiencing some health issues and um, my children leaving the nest and various things. So it was just a season of shedding a lot of things that were very, um, and some, you know, just other different things, but um, it was just a real tumultuous season for me. And it, it was a lot of growth. And I didn't realize that nature was, was showing up to be that respite for me. Mm-hmm. So that's how I basically went, moved through the healing process and all of those changes by spending more and more and more time in nature. So when, and, and it ultimately brought me back to this place where I am now, where it's this fullness and this, um, you know, on the path to wholeness. I, you know, I, I don't feel like that we ever fully arrived there, but um, it brought me back to such a, a place of connecting, reconnecting with myself and having worked through a lot of those issues. So I, that's why I, I feel, I, I say going out to go in because going out in nature actually helped me work through and process and, 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 you know, do all of that healing work that brought me ultimately back internal, internally to myself, reconnected to myself. And that process is something that I try to share with uh, other women. And, and that's why I really love, that's what brought me into the space of um, helping, bringing women in, out into the outdoors and helping them make those same connections. Because I, when I say nature really healed me, or, or was a big part of my healing journey. It absolutely was. And, and so that's where the handle came from going outside to go in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And again, I'm just sitting here and I'm nodding my head, that idea of like, you know, journeying, journeying back to yourself, that homecoming and to moving towards wholeness. And I totally totally agree that there's no end point here it's a constant becoming and it's how I I know personally that I and I don't want to say use but I I would say in the first instance there was a using of nature to just Mm -hmm. go out to be in nature as as you say to heal or just to switch off or um to just get away, basically, to have that headspace. And it was yeah. from continually doing that, that practice, that it got to it, it got to that point where being with nature, I was so much of myself, but also not myself. Right. All those identities fell away. And I was just a body breathing with nature. And that I think got you know did heal me but got me to the point of realizing that we are one we are totally connected so when you're saying for me going out to go in yeah I totally get it going out into nature to get into ourselves it's that internal landscape being in out in the external landscape but there's Mm -hmm. this also this concept that I, and it's difficult to put into words, but it's the idea of nature is inside. Nature is. is the world. It's it, that is the only world, nature. And right. we as human beings are actually 
outside of that because of that disconnection that we have with nature. Oh my gosh, I love does, that. So does that much. make sense to you? Am it's I saying totally? No, it when I say it makes so much sense, I I I always say helping people or helping other women reconnect to nature because we the we were we we have always been connected, but we have gotten disconnected because of you know our lifestyles or or, or all the different things that come along and tell us, like you said, all the roles and hats that we put on. And you know, that was a really big one for me when I started um when I started to fall in love with the outdoors and I would invite other people. And um, you know, there's obviously there's a broad range of um ways that we engage with nature but you know I am African-American I'm black so I um my my community is black so one of the most immediate challenges that I ran into when I was inviting people to get outdoors with me was this prevailing belief that you know oh, black people don't go in the woods we don't do those types of things so that is just an example of how um our life experiences and the things that we've gone through and the histories have um helped to foster that disconnection so i i totally agree with you we are it is a reconnection to nature at every opportunity with, within every person because we are nature we we that's we we are so intrinsically connected that um anytime we we are able to get out in nature there is and and it's something I hear repeatedly when I take people out. They're like, this is wonderful. Why don't I do this more often? Or mm-hmm. I feel so good. Or yeah. it is because you are coming back to your home state because you are nature. Nature is you. We and and, and what we need to work on is is breaking down that disconnect and reconnecting because it it's yeah, it's it's our natural state. Absolutely. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, so you've mentioned you're a trail runner and hiker, and you've also touched upon being an outdoor experience guide, Mm -hmm. particularly for women. So we've got outdoor experience guide and that experience, because I, I, I mean, I know I'm taking women out or I have been to have experiences because you know I've mentioned the idea of going out to nature and to using it so a lot of the time people engage with nature like maybe to run maybe to surf maybe to do things like outdoorsy things climbing and that sort of thing so when you're saying these outdoor experiences to engage more people like yourself, black, brown, indigenous, etc., with nature. What are these? Ex- what do these experiences entail? So it can be a variety of different things. That is one of the the, the wonderful things that I had to. Um, that was part of my own growth journey in terms of being outdoors. Um, again, having been a runner for so long, that was how I got outdoors. So that's the that was the context of getting outside was running. And, and as I started to um, fall more in love with nature and, and you know, if you're, I'm very passionate about, so out of my passion for running, I would invite other people to, oh, come and run with me. Well, then you learn that not everybody loves to run, which is how I ended up hiking because it was so much easier to, people were more apt to join you to hike, you know, because I mean, that's, that's, typically within most people's scope of ability to be able to get out and, and depending upon the trail and, and the accessibility, they're able to get out and walk with you. And in the walking with women, what I 
um, or in community with um, with other individuals, what I learned was that um, I just saw the layers, the layers of people would start to peel back. They would start, the conversations would be so rich and people would really peel back to the layers to the most vulnerable of themselves and have conversations where, you know, you would find out that someone's, oh, well, my mom is ill or this is what I'm going through or, you know, this is something I, you know, I've been, it, it, it was just such a peeling back um, that slowing down and, and really just letting nature be at the center. And, and it really was just us walking and talking that really made me start to look at all the different ways. There are so many different ways to get outside. So we have done typically my experiences. So what I've taken from that was to really put center, nature at the center of our activities as opposed to what that activity looks like. So it could be, I will offer experiences where we are just hiking, we're walking. Sometimes it's a breath walk or it's just a, maybe our theme is, you know, it's a gratitude walk. We're gonna walk and um, think about and reflect on those things that we're just so grateful for. It could be yoga outdoors. It, it may be meditation. So uh, it, it can be a variety of different experiences. I try to um, bring a little bit of some different uh, flavor of activities just because I know everyone's entry point into the outdoors may look a little different or what may draw them into the outdoors may be a little bit different. But at the, the, the common theme is that nature will be at the center of all of those activities. Um, we're going to center nature and we're going to center healing and we're going to center wellness. Um, so, and we do that through our conversations, those um, intentional moments that we build in um, to um, really focus in on nature or, you know, make that connection. Um, so it could be a variety of different things, always keeping nature at the center and, and keeping our, and centering our healing and wellness um, in those activities. That's lovely. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, in no way was I disrespecting experience because that, for me, that's a gateway. It's to just spend that time in close connection, in relation with nature, in a safe way with others right. around you. So you are feeling more safe to be out there. And it is, it's just, as you say, centering nature, breathing with nature, just walking with nature, just taking it in through our bodies, through the senses, because that's how we gain or develop that relationship. And once we've got that relationship, what follows is caring, loving, and wanting to step up more to mm -hmm. protect and call out things that are happening within the environment and nature. So absolutely with those experiences, because that's the thing that has been lacking those day to day, you know, just normal experiences in, yeah. in, in the landscape. And it's, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's such a simple thing, but there's so many barriers in place that, that stop us as, as black and brown people from doing it. Um, yeah. And in the UK, we have our own set of things, which might be historically or culturally, the idea that we, we, we might have come over here from immig being immigrants and leaving behind our countries that were in rural. And it was a case of like, 
you know, coming coming to the mother country, you go into an urban center because that's where advancement was or is, you know, it was build the bright lights, big city, and you can get on, you can get the job, get the house and get the education right. for your kids. And all mm-hmm. backs were turned on, you know, the relationship with the land and just traditional knowledge about plants that would be used for healing or food. Yeah. And it was disvalued. Um, and and I do think we, we were sent that message that it was backward and um, savage even, you know, it's a case of like mm-hmm. more civilized, you have to be moving away from the land. And right. that is such a... <sighs> I know, I know. Damage. I say all the time, I'm like, I... Um, I, one of the, the 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 great tragedies I think in that uh, in us moving away from nature is nature is such a teacher and there are such lessons there that if we if that disconnect wasn't there I wonder how much farther along we would be as a as a collective. Um, I was out walking um, with a um, a group um, and we there was a young lady and she noticed you know in the flowers and we we use that as a uh, uh, and I use that as an entry point to start talking about you know you walk into a garden and there's 500 different flowers and we want it to be that way because we want to see all the variety and we delight in every different flower we don't expect all the flowers to look the same we expect them to look different we study them we want to know all the different there's a whole science around studying all the different flowers and all the different but then we we disavow differences in people we we you know it's like we, there are so many lessons in nature and things that we appreciate in nature that we, you know, if we, with the moving away from, from, from our living so close to nature, those lessons and those things that we could learn and, and take into our experience, we're, we're just so disconnected from them. And, um, you know, that I just thought that was such a beautiful, you know, um, uh, moment that we had there where we talked about how we appreciate the differences in flowers, how we look for them. But in the same vein, we we look at humans and we want anything that's different, any, you know, culture that's different, cult, you know, it's, and, and, and that's strange and strange and that's foreign and, and to be disavowed or just, you know, and that saddens me on some days it enrages me, but you know, there's so much richness and lessons that we, we could be taking from nature but we we just live so far from it now what you just said there has reminded me because recently I'm a writer in residence in one of our national parks and they mm. sent out uh, yeah I was going oh yeah I am but um, <laughs> out a, a press release um just last week and of course they put it out to social media outlets and and one of the social media somebody had responded and was saying well I hope my membership to this certain trust isn't being used to pay for these residencies because I'm paying to protect wildlife not to fund any in it and these were in inverted commas diversity projects yeah Mm -hmm. so I had to I had to get back on and you know I I didn't raise the question are you a bot but I did reply saying you know I'll pass on your regards to the trust saying how you know that you're really happy with your um, membership and and I was saying how you are actually funding 
all of our biodiversity. That idea that he would, he could see, or he was willing to pay for that diversity within nature, within nature. wildlife, mm-hmm. to protect it, but yeah. not have that money used for diversity of his fellow human being. And so I'm, right. just, I'm just thinking that man does not even get that lesson from nature. I was just saying, right. <laughs> he's like, obviously then, you know, I mean, I say obviously, I'm making a judgment here, but maybe he is of that population of white man who colonialized and imperialized and used and abused and took away from other lands and other people resources for that personal gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea that I'm paying for wildlife diversity so I can walk among it and then enjoy all these different flowers or wildlife for my personal enjoyment and nothing else. Right. No connection. How about that? Yeah. No connection. No real connection. There is no, that, that is, that's the opposite of connection. That is, yeah, like you said, that's just, you know, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, but again I have to I have to come back out come back out and not fighting but come back out with love that's that's where my source of energy and power comes from it comes back comes back out with love and you know I just what I can I, I can have that anger and I can have that rage but then it just tips over and I think Oh, I feel sorry for you, man. Right. You're missing yeah. out on so much by having such a narrow mindset. You know? I know. That's that's almost the um the double-edged sword, I say sometimes, of awakening and, and um elevating your consciousness because then you really understand when people think like that and when they lash out and when they're angry and they say mean and hurtful things, you 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 have a sense of um compassion and empathy for them because you know one what they're missing out on Mm -hmm. what they're disconnected from Mm -hmm. and and you probably have some insight maybe from your past or lived experiences as to what where that is all coming from Mm -hmm. so you you can't like you said you can't even really hold anger for or you know for very for very long for situations like that because you 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 have a awakened or heightened sense of understanding there so it's um you live in that duality of compassion and in you know certainly sensing and feeling and being aware of injustices and and you know things like that but um then you teeter back over to compassion and empathy because you know where that all comes from. So sometimes that's, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those uh, where it's like, uh, I don't want to feel compassion and empathy <laughs> in this moment, but you just kind of, you know, it, it, it's the, what's the price you pay for, for heightened, um, for, for ascending, I guess is the word. <laughs> As you've mentioned the idea that after maybe a, a turbulent time in your life being invited out into nature by running and how you felt that it was healing to you this you know a traumatic experience maybe it maybe that was I'm not asking the details of that I know for myself I had traumatic experiences what have led me into nature but once I've explored that that area what also comes into play is 
well, has there always been a disconnection for me? And and if I look back into my childhood, I can see moments where that I did connect with nature, even if it wasn't in an urban setting. So I'm asking you, um, do you feel that at some point within your childhood or within your family upbringing that you might have had some, some connection with nature or some invitation to experience it in some way through your family or your upbringing or your ancestors? Yeah. And that's, um, I, I, I feel like a big part of that, like I say, coming back into myself and in, in this, this um, when I first started to engage with nature, like feeling this sense of homecoming that I wasn't like, where did this come from? I don't know what this is. And as I spent more time in nature, I did remember, I mean, we spent our entire, I'm a child of the 70s. So we spent our entire childhood, like you outside was where it was at. I mean, like you, you couldn't, I don't even think we were allowed to stay in the house. <laughs> you had to get out. We would spend our days, all the, you know, Saturday mornings, the neighborhood, all the homes with empty children would run out and it would be bikes and it would be popsicles and it would be bare feet all through the, you know, our um, little water passageways. It was an urban area, but urban in South Louisiana, I put that in quotes. <laughs> it's not, you know, what you typically picture for urban, but it wasn't a rural area. So it was, um, it was, I, I feel like we were probably one of the last really free generations where we spent all of our time outdoors. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't trail, you know, on trails or mountains or things, but it was nature that was accessible to us. And it was the most, I just remember the joy and freedom of that time of just being outdoors and never wanting to be inside. It was a punishment to have to stay inside. So it was reconnecting to that space. And then the other piece of that, you mentioned ancestors. I'd never really thought about the fact, you know, another um, aspect of this burgeoning passion with nature was just um, rediscovering. And I'll say rediscovering because I, um, well, maybe I shouldn't say rediscovering. I'll say discovering a love for plants, growing plants. And, and I, it wasn't until I'd been doing that for a while that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, my mom, you know, like she, you know, and my grandmother, they would have all of the, you know, they're always puttering around in the yard and growing something and this, that, and other. And, you know, they're parents, so you weren't paying much attention to what they were doing or, you know, all the little things that they had growing around the house. But I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this is what my mom and my, her sisters and my uh, grandmother, this was something they were very passionate about growing things. So it all felt like I'm coming full circle back to those, um, to grow, to how I grew up being outside, feeling that joy and freedom of being outdoors, and then seeing my the women in my life um, nurturing plants and, and pouring their passion and time into that, just to brighten the little spaces around our little tiny homes. And we never had huge grand homes or anything, but there was always something blooming around the front door or growing along the side of the house so it, it felt yeah it absolutely felt like coming back to some things that I had forgotten I even had in my um you know background bountiful in a sense and so rich it is growing up or being part of the societies that were are or in or under that their that childhood and that connection 
through working through the system and getting older does get suppressed and forgotten mm -hmm. as you've said it does, it does. and it's almost like layers of skin rather than coming off is just like put on top of each other so we become almost numb it is that disconnection but from yeah. our surroundings like we can't feel it anymore we can't experience it we can't let it in or take it in and that's a sorry case of affairs but I can't stay in that mindset long because I think well you know I'm awake now in that sense right. that awakening is like oh my gosh I can feel things again I can I can have those sensations, those ten tingling sensationals again. It's back. It is back living in your body. That's what it is. It's back living in our bodies after being so long about just living in our heads. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Outdoor experience guide for women. And we've explored why this is important, I think, so that we're out there with people that look like us and experience you know, in, in the, wor the world, ex in similar ways to us, basically. So there's that collective togetherness and safety, etc. But while you were talking there, when you're saying that um, all these experiences, nature is at the center, you're centering nature, wellness, healing. And I know we need these spaces, these exclusive spaces, because we're not we're not experiencing black and brown, not experiencing nature and the environment. But while you're talking there, I'm thinking, and you know, I'm not coming up with any new ideas. I don't think so. Some people could, <laughs> but I was thinking about why can't we, I mean, this is an idea I'm putting out there, but having these spaces where it's a mix of black and white people together, and it, it'll be experiences in nature, but it's also there as anti-racism training or education. The, the idea that when we are out there, we have so, so many open and honest conversations with each other that yeah. I would just think it would be a good idea to have these conversations with some people who are struggling to recognize humanity in, in black people. Do you know what I'm saying here? And yeah. I'm putting it out there yeah. as an idea, um, you know, cause I think what you're doing with being an outdoor experience um, guide is trying to bring about change. Mm -hmm. How do you see what you're doing is bringing about change and how are you projecting into the future or moving forward with plans um, and thoughts about how to continue bringing about change. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And 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 I, I think that's a beautiful expression of what you said. When I initially started leading experiences, it was exclusive to. Um, I was just leading communities of color, black uh, black people in particular, in outdoor experiences. When I decided I wanted, and those spaces were co-ed. Um, there might be, you know, family groups, it could be, you know, men, women, they were really open to anyone. Because I do think nature has healing benefits for everyone. I mean, and even if it's not healing, it's for, just for general wellness and fitness. I've always thought that those um, helping people foster that, that connection to nature 
um, in all of its different um, what, whatever that looks like and in every demographic and, and uh, uh, cultural group, I think that there is value there. Um, and when I decided that I really, I personally really enjoy the synergy of being in spaces that are um, just women. Um, so I exclusively lead events now um, or experiences with just women. And when I started to do that, it was um, it was not just for communities of color or black people. Um, it was, um, our, my events were very um, culturally diverse and it was for that exclusive purpose of, I feel like, and I think I said it earlier, when people are out in nature, it peels back the layers of them and you are able to see the humanity and the connect, interconnectedness of everyone. And people are more apt to have more vulnerable conversations. And um, there's just something about nature that uh, fosters an environment of truly um, seeing people, really seeing people through a different lens, really seeing them outside of the, you know, this is someone who just loves nature, just loves being in this space. And you just love, there is a peeling away of all of those things that we think divide us. So I've seen that happen. I've experienced it. I love creating spaces for that very specific purpose that I feel like that is where in nature is where some of the purest connections happen between human beings. Mm -hmm. um, we strip away all of those layers um, and, and we really, I see connection happen there that I just don't see in other spaces. So I totally agree with you um, that that is, and ultimately that is my purpose when I take women outdoors. Where I um, am currently is that um, just because it has been a really challenging year um, uh, particularly in terms of the area of social justice and, you know, and obviously the pandemic being under, um, over our theme there and all of the impacts there, specifically around impacting communities of color. The value of what I call affinity spaces, spaces where I can be in that space and I um, can be in a community that looks like me, that has that similar experience. There's a special um, way that communities like this hold me hold that hold us that give us space to just be and under and have that collective understanding of this is something that is impacting me there I, I say all the time and this is not to discredit um connections that you can have with any other culture but there's just something about when I look over at a black woman sometimes there are just things I don't even need to say yes. she knows it she she absolutely feels me on a cellular level where words don't have to be part of um, the expression. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that affinity spaces are absolutely necessary because they hold us in a way that other spaces don't. And it allows us to unfold and, and be held in a way that we may not necessarily be able to do. So I don't think one is better than the other. I am comfortable in both spaces. I think, like you mentioned, having those diverse spaces, it is absolutely, I say that we all have a charge in our life and it's going to look different for everybody else, but we are all charged with um, what I call pricking the consciousness. We are all charged with with having in, in in our own way pricking consciousness 
of the people in our sphere of influence. Those people that are in our, that we become connected to or we cross paths, it's not by accident. There is something you are supposed to get from me and I am supposed to get from you. And I'm supposed to use what I have to have that impact. So for me, my love of nature helps me to connect. Hopefully, I hope that it in creating these spaces, um, um, my purpose, my goal is to create spaces where you see my humanity, I see your humanity, we see the beauty of nature, we love and care for nature, and and, and we love and care for each other. So I, I agree, totally agree with you that, um, that, that those spaces, those diverse spaces are important. That is where I see my gift in those spaces and my offering, my, the way I serve the collective is that I wanna foster spaces where we see the humanity in each other. But I also want to, I, I do see the value and I will always hold space for black women um, because I think we need those spaces where we can just be held um, by each other. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm totally with you there, Tommy. <laughs> totally with you there. <laughs> and um, on that note, I just love that, you know, you just brought that and that idea that we're all uniquely charged. Charged to prick the conscience of somebody else. I love that. And I've never yeah. heard it described like that, but I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have had people impact my consciousness in ways that I, you know, I, it could have been something as fleeting as had, you know, people who cook in a certain way and seeing, you know, the way that, you know, certain cultures, they cook and they use their hands and something in the way I saw this community use their hands to cook and, and, and in my culture maybe we don't do that you know in the mm -hmm. south it's about a super clean kitchen and we don't do this and all the rules but seeing communities where they use their hands to make food and they hand it to you and there's something about them saying I made this for you and that I see the humanity in them and the beauty and you made this for me with your hands and I'm gonna take you know like it, so it's that's why I said we're we're all tasked with whatever our gift is or or our offering to prick the consciousness. And for me, that that was a I just that always sticks in my mind because I, I again I grew up with such rules around cooking and how things needed to look. Mm -hmm. For somebody to make me something, the sustenance for my body with their hands, I, it just made me look at how you know it changed how I viewed how food is prepared and and how food can be a love offering and, and a way of connection and so in all the different ways there's there's you don't know how what you're going some simple thing that you do is going to radically impact how somebody views humanity yeah I must say what a gift it has been talking to you today Tommy it really, really has. I know. feel the same way. This has been soul food. <laughs> you said it, man. You said it. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful for your generous spirit. And I'm so grateful that you are out there charging, charging others. Yeah, because that's <laughs> what you're doing. You are a gift and a blessing to others. And I thank you. All right. I thank you for being here. Thank you for elevating the stories that you do. It, it's beautiful. And I love seeing, again, all the different ways that everyone is, is using their gifts and their, their beings to, 
to have their impact in their little um, areas of the world. So thank you for elevating and, and highlighting these stories. Yeah, it's my pleasure. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> the podcast is nothing without you and fellow guests. So thank you. Thank you. All right. You enjoy the rest of your day. And, you too. And take very good care and keep enjoying spring. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Take care. Bye right. for now. Bye. Bye-bye.